This Global IQ Minute is with Tom Friedman, New York Times columnist and three-time recipient of the Pulitzer Prize. Mr. Friedman was in Dallas to discuss his new best-selling book, That Used to Be Us, How America Fell Behind in the World It Invented and How We Can Come Back, co-authored with Michael Mandelbaum. Thank you so much for being with us, Tom. What advice do you have for high school students to prepare themselves for a world that is increasingly global and connected? Well, I would suggest two things. One is learn a foreign language. Uh, when you learn a foreign language, it always uh, extends you out into the world and embeds you in a foreign culture, and you always learn things from that. And second, I would suggest uh, read uh, newspapers, but particularly uh, try to read one foreign newspaper every day. The one I would suggest is the Financial Times. Uh, it's in English. It's a London-based paper, but it's uh, probably one of the most global papers out there, and it's one that will really give you, a, I think, a good cross-section on what's going on in the world from a non-American perspective. This year's GA meeting, taking place now in, in, at the United Nations in New York, has really been taken over by, by events, specifically the issue of President Abbas formally requesting recognition of Palestine as a state. What do you think is going to happen? I doubt much is going to happen, largely because the United States has declared it will veto any effort to um, admit the Palestinians as an independent state that has to go through the Security Council. Now, it's possible the Palestinians will go to the General Assembly and um, uh, there uh, get a more elevated observer status. But I think also the Palestinians don't want to go so far um, uh, in this process that they truly alienate the United States. And my guess is we may find a way to um, let the Palestinians make their application. It will play out over many months, if not years. And in the meantime, the United States and its key allies will come up with a new framework for negotiations. That's certainly the hope. Did President Obama handle this as well as he could, or what were other options? You know, um, this was uh, widely referred to as a train wreck, and that's probably a good description of it. And um, when you're in a train wreck, all you want to do is survive. Of all the challenges, and you write about this every week in the New York Times facing the United States, what in your view is the most serious and what can we do, what should we do to, to get out of it? Well, I think the biggest challenge facing us beyond the immediate economic crisis uh, is how we uh, manage uh, the merger of globalization and the IT revolution, uh, what I call the flattening of the world. Um, uh, I wrote about the world as getting flat back in 2004, but it's gotten a lot flatter since. And that's affecting everything. It's affecting business. It's affecting the kind of skills we need now for education. It's affecting demands on workers. Uh, it creates great opportunities, but enormous interdependencies around the world, and uh, where we now sit back and have to worry if Greeks don't pay their taxes. And I think managing that merger of globalization and the IT revolution, what I call flat world 2.0, is actually the biggest challenge we face. But when you say managing, what are, what are some of our options? Well, um, uh, we have several. First of all, we have to educate our people um, uh, to really be able to compete now in a much flatter world where they're being challenged and um, asked to collaborate with people from everywhere. Uh, that's one issue. Second, we have to manage a world where we are, we are not just, uh, as I say, interconnected, but interdependent. And that means we're actually ethically interdependent. Uh, the ethics of, as I say, Greek taxpayers uh, can affect your 401k now, and vice versa. The ethics of American mortgage brokers can affect uh, a bank in France. And so um, there's a lot uh, there to manage, and I think uh, we don't you know, see it sometimes. We look at these as discrete issues, but actually the underlying thing driving them all is that the world has gotten really flat. You've written 
with Michael Mandelbaum, mm -hmm. another bestseller, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Why should students read it? Well, um, you know, I think what we do in this book is really give people a guide to navigating this new world, um, this new world of the 21st century, and also um, a way of thinking about the challenges America faces and how they, if they want to get involved in politics um, uh, and, uh, and really be, you know, have a say in their future, um, I think this book will give people a really good framework for how to think about the challenges and, and where they should uh, you know, put their efforts. And if someone wanted to be the next John Friedman, how should they begin their career? Well, you know, um, you know I was very lucky. I, I uh, got hired overseas as a foreign correspondent in London for United Press International. My simple advice to young people who want to be a journalist is um, write, write, and write some more. Because ultimately, you need to develop a portfolio. It really doesn't matter where you write, for your neighborhood shopper or the Dallas Morning News or the New York Times. But you want to get published, build a, a pile of clips, a, a, a portfolio uh, that will get you from one job to the next job to the next job. That's really the key. Thank you, Tom Friedman, for being our guest on Global IQ Minute. My pleasure.